All right, we are here for another DMN uh, Hall of Fem podcast. I'm here with Marissa Eidlett, the CMO of Braze, um, formerly at Boy. Let's talk about the formerly. Um, you were at Boy, now you're Braze. Why don't you walk me through the rebranding process? Because that was a huge thing to take on. We came up with the rebranding in early 2017. We said, you know, it's time for us to change the name of our company because we've we've essentially moved to a point where we're so much more than apps. We've been more than apps since day one. We launched with email and an app and, and outside of app messaging like push notifications. And we just felt like it was time when you start to look at where the world is going and our purpose being to humanize the connections between brands and consumers, we thought, well, what is that going to look like in five and ten years and what is technology going to play in that particular um, piece of the puzzle and so it just made a lot of sense for us to to embark on a rename as a five-year-old company and you know I could we can we're going to talk a lot about this I'm sure but you know when we decided to do it I think one of the most fascinating components was you know everybody was behind it and excited about it, but going through what the process is and embarking on a rename is no joke. And we were able to do our entire rename and rebranding and our financing announcement all within a matter of six months. So we completed it from, you know, the beginning of say the beginning to middle of 2017 it was completely finished in November of 2017 and it's still going right mm-hmm. because when you rename you have to connect your new name to your to your former brand it was wild I mean that seems like a really short time span to go through a rebranding is that typical that is a very short time period and you know I'm not sure whether it's typical or not. For us, it felt extremely fast. I talked to a lot of other people throughout the process, and I asked them how long it took them. In many cases, the people I spoke to said, yes, of course, we we said we were going to do it in under six months, and it turned into nine months to 18 months. And I heard that a lot. What I think really helped us is as we went through the process, there were many moments where luck was on our side. You know, when you are renaming a company, you have to think about what the name is, who you're working with, is there a domain available? And that was really where the luck, the domain and the trademark, the luck just came in. I mean, our, we, uh, we hired um, a third party to look into domain names for us and they said, you know, this is probably going to take eight weeks. We had found who had the domain name and locked it in within half that time. So it was just key pivotal moments that allowed us to shrink the time and and stay essentially on time. So why, I mean, you're just talking about names and why Braze? Why go from at boy to Braze? You know, as we went through the process of naming, there were so many things that we thought about and we wanted to give ourselves the option to choose from a variety of different things, whether it was a name that was made up or whether it was something that was just a slight change from what we had you know, previously with, with that boy, and we wanted to give ourselves the option to have as many choices as possible. So we actually worked with this company, Lexicon. They've named many different companies. They're based out of Sausalito, California, 
really, really fantastic group of people, and they specialize in in naming in particular, and they really think about the linguistics behind things and the meaning. And so we did several rounds of interviews with not only our leadership team, but we had this brand exercise on, um, you know, what kind of name or company do we want to be that we actually gave the whole company. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, took all of that and synthesized it into what we wanted to move forward with. And we were presented over the course of time with over 50 different names. The reason why we chose Braze was for a number of reasons. We had a brand framework that we went into the process with. So we didn't just make it about a name. We took a step back when we decided to do the rename and we said, what does this mean for us? What are our values? What is our positioning as a company? What do we want to stand for? Because a name is just one piece of a larger brand framework when you start to think about it. And so the name for us, we wanted to be really um, a bold name, something that was more provocative and seen as, you know, a disruptor, if you will, because of the place that we obviously are in as a technology company when you think about our competitive space. But also, as you move into the future, we wanted to constantly be seen as a bold and innovative company. We are also very personable. So when Braze came across the screen, what really stuck with us was its meaning, which, um, you know, Braze is, is it, you can actually braise things. It's like welding, you know, you braise things together. And it's most commonly two pieces of metal that are braised together and they form an alloy. Mm-hmm. And we really resonated with that because our purpose as a company is to connect people with, with technology or through technology. And so it just stuck, you know, we had, a very uh, great group of people who were kind of thinking through the name and it was top on the list for us, um, at least when we chose the name. But then it has to go through a whole process of trademark and linguistics and we also did a survey of 64,000 people and it was number one across all of them. Really? What were the yeah. other options? Well, I don't, I can't really talk about the, the other, okay. the other options and, and names, but I can give you the category. So, yeah. you know, we were thinking really hard about, um, we had nine different names and they recommend that you go through the process by doing a trademark analysis as well as linguistics. And so we did that and then we added a survey uh, to to it. So we could think about qualitative and quantitatively, you know, what, what words were associated with these particular names. And so there was one that was more, um, there was a subset of names that were more, you know, personable, um, and you know a little bit softer and then there were you know names in the category of bold and I think there was one that was kind of in between the two Mm -hmm. and in all of them across the board Braze really took the took the lead which was exciting but then it really made us think about well what else do we couple with this because we are personable Mm -hmm. and we talk about the humanized connections between people and so we want to make sure that that was formed through the rest of the attributes that we built into our brand framework besides the name. Um, and then, so we were just talking a little bit about this off the record, um, but what role does a CMO play in rebranding? That is a really interesting question. You know, a lot of different, like as I was saying to you, a lot of different marketers are 
playing a part in an organization that really runs the gamut. You have a bunch of different people and stakeholders that you have to make sure are happy, but you also have to simultaneously make sure that you're running and moving the business forward. You know, our particular role here in marketing as a team, our responsibility is to drive revenue and pipeline for our business and also ensure that we are raising brand awareness and all of those things funnel together. And, you know, you have to play a really interesting role because when people think about a name, they immediately think about marketing. But there are so many other areas where you have to really put together a cross-departmental group of people who are experts on things. When you rename a company, you have to change everything from your, you know, the name you have registered at the bank to, you know, the way that you think about your sales team and the materials that they have going out there. And you have to enable and train people. So... I think the CMO's job and the marketing team's job has evolved over time. And a re- with a rename in particular, it plays a very, very big part of, of uh, you know, making it a success. But separate from even just being a rename, you know, the, the head of marketing really needs to, to manage many stakeholders and make them all happy, especially with uh, marketing being something that resonates with everybody mm-hmm. and, and, and the universe, right? And everybody touches marketing every day. Yeah, a task, I'm sure, is not an easy feat. Definitely not an easy feat, but uh, <laughs> you learn a lot. You definitely learn a lot about all the nuances to different roles and functionalities along the way because you have to understand why somebody needs something in their particular department before you understand how to do it, which is really fascinating because you can learn a lot. And so what advice do you have for companies looking to rebrand? Try not to take on a rebrand in, in a matter of six months. Uh, <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, um, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot that goes into it. And I have talked to so many people about rebrands. It might just be that I think it's very in vogue because it's top of mind to me uh-huh. and everybody has been talking about it lately. But I've also talked to a lot of people who forget the basics, and the basics are everything from making sure you have the right URL to going through the trademark process before you choose a name and announce it to the world. And it's very, very important. So the key thing I would say is you're changing your name for a reason, and and this is something I told our, our leadership team and our entire company actually throughout the process. Your name sticks with you forever in theory, right? So spend the most time focused on a partner that specializes in naming Mm -hmm. because the rest of the chips will fall where they will, right? You look at Apple and IBM and all of these brands that are evolving their visuals and their design and their logos over time, even just if it's incremental, those things will continue to grow with the brand, but your name really cements you. And so my recommendation would be focus on the foundation, think through the entire process, give yourself you know, a year or more if you're a larger enterprise. Um, You've got to be able to be nimble, build yourself a core team who's only focused on that rebrand because you will need people that are 100% focused on it. And, um, you know, really make sure that you find a partner that's really great at, at names. And I obviously am impartial, but Lexicon is truly a fantastic agency because they specifically focus on names. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else that clouds that conversation, which is really, really helpful when you're trying to make a big decision. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. And then um, just for our last 
our last question. I'm going to go back to something you had mentioned earlier, um, was that you were considering what the relationship between brands and, cons mm -hmm. and consumers would be in five to ten years. Mm -hmm. What do you think that that is going to look like? We did this really interesting exercise, I want to say in June of 2017, where we printed out you know, what is society, technology, what's going to happen in the universe in the next 5, 10, 15, and 20 years. And we sat at a table of about 12 people on our leadership team, and we asked everybody to actually go around and write in where they thought the world would be. You know, are we going to be, you know, looking at the world? You know, is, is there going to be an embedded chip? Is there going to be, you know, something where based on, you know, our blood or our breathing that you know it 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 you know simulates something with technology we don't know what it's going to be but we do know that there are going to be several changes and what we did was we did that exercise with our leadership team then we did it across our company um, during our enablement and we also did it with our clients and what we found is that everyone has a slightly different opinion on where they think the world is going to be between brands and consumers in the next five and ten years but after you get past the five and ten sky's the limit mm -hmm. a big part of the conversation was AI big conversation part of the conversation was automotive um, when you start to look at what was and continues to be the internet of things what is ambient computing so things just being around you in the background and constantly connected and what part does that play and what we really came to the synthesis or the conclusion on was the mobile device is going to be the remote control for whatever that future looks like. And what we can do is we can make sure that as you start to think about the data that's passing through it and through all of these different devices, that it can continue to be something that's personalized and individualized over time. What it's going to be like in 10, 5 years even, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But I think it's actually a pretty interesting concept to to get your head around because once you figure out where the world is you can take a step back and say what is our company going to be then and that's where it gets really fun well i'm excited to see what things are like in five to ten years i really hope that i don't have a chip <laughs> in my arm but uh <laughs> there are there are chips already uh some midwest that. town yeah i saw that how very midwestern <laughs> i know i know um but thank you marissa it was a pleasure thank you so much